Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. I'm not even just bored of cooking, I'm bored of eating. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Mom, is there anything you need me to be doing right now? With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. Sisters are doing it for themselves. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. I will board watch just about anything right now. Welcome, everyone, to What Fresh Hell. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And this week, we're calling it a win. We're calling it a win, guys. If you (laughs) have made it through the day, we're calling that a win. We are already functioning at a very high level. I tell myself that all the time now. (laughs) Well, it's the constant struggle. And I said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, was it 20 weeks ago, Amy, or one? I don't remember. But I did say (laughs) at some point, sometimes my husband and I just fist bump and we're like, that's Wednesday done. Like, we're calling it a win, guys. Yes. Are you exchanging oxygen for carbon dioxide? We're calling it a win. We asked all of you on our Facebook page at Wet Fresh Hellcast, on Instagram at Wet Fresh Hellcast, what are your mom wins since quarantine life started? And we said big wins are good and minuscule wins are maybe even better. Yeah, we almost don't want to hear about your big wins, braggers. (laughs) Like we're not interested in your sourdough bread. Don't be too good at this. Just leave us alone. Yeah, we can't handle people who are doing this, you know, at a very, very high level. Well, you know, this is Mother's Day week and... Sisters are doing it for themselves, I believe. Sisters are doing it for themselves. That is an oldie lux alert. Back in my day. Yes, it is. Even the remake of that song is an oldie lux alert, Amy. Yes. Behind every great mom is another great mom telling her you're doing a good job. Yeah. Behind every great mom right now is literally no one else. You're just (laughs) doing it all by yourself. Doing it for themselves. And so it seemed appropriate that we pat our own backs this week and you did. You came out of the woodwork to tell us what you are doing well and we got a lot of winners here. I think we might have a grand prize winner at the end. If you're a longtime listener, you'll know that I have trouble saying back patter. (laughs) Back, back patter. Girl. I don't know why. that. I'm always like, get, let's give ourselves a pat back. And I'm like, wait, why can't I say those two words? But know that whatever I say, I mean, I'm giving you a pat on the back. Yeah, stick to the full phrase. Don't try to like shorten it. Don't try to turn it into a noun. I always try to be like, you're a back patter, a pat, <laughs> and I get a little discombobulated. But anyway, if I have that problem, you'll know why. I'm going to start with two impressive things that people have gotten done. Molly says that her four boys have all visited the mom salon for haircuts and have come away looking not embarrassing. That's shocking. Is this your sister, Molly? Yes, it is. Oh, well, I mean, back pat to you, Molly, because yeah. that's more than I can say. We're just going wild and woolly over here, and we're kind of digging it. Oh, my gosh. My teenage son is starting to look crazy, and like, don't mention it. Like, You look at his long, long hair, and like, I have to like put my hands through it, talk about how cute it looks, talk about how long it is. It's the worst thing I could do, and I can't help myself. Yeah, my middle guy is very curly headed and I find it so adorable and now that he's in fourth grade he's kind of gotten the memo that like having long curly hair is not cool so he keeps it really buzzed 
And it is long and luxurious and curly. And I, too, my big problem is not commenting and, like, smushing him up like the little cherub he is and covering him with kisses because it's so cute. Yes. They don't want to hear it. And I'm luxuriating. If there's any good that's come out of this, and believe me, guys, there's not much. But if there's any good, it's that his curls are back and I'm delighting in them. Lillian says that she is teaching her 17-year-old to drive during this moment, which I have... Oh, Lillian, that's a very strange choice. That was like the first thing. I'm like, well, I'm not worrying about that for a while. And oh, God. She's doing it and she survived a driving lesson through a roundabout. That's terrifying. Oh, God bless you. But what are you doing? I mean, who needs more stress <laughs> in their lives right now? And also, like, you don't want to end up in the hospital. I think you should stay home in the garage. Lillian. But we'll call it a win. I'll call it a win. Listen, I would just Mario Kart it for now because that does not seem like a good choice to me. Yeah, I guess it would be nice to have like, I don't really have anybody in my house. Not that we have so many places to go, right? But when it is time to hit the CVS, I'm kind of the only one who can drive there. My husband is unavailable for errands. He's on the phone 19 hours a day. Oh, I somehow am able to appeal to my husband's like sense of manliness. And I'm like, you must go to the store, brave one. And he's like, I shall go. He's into it. It's like Pa going off to find work and fighting the panther. Yeah, he's like Pa Engels. I'm like, here's your axe, Pa. Out you go. Go do it for your country. Go take care of us. And he, for some reason, finds like going to get a pint of ice cream for me, like a very manly occasion. And I'm leaning in, as they say. Well, I've been kind of playing. I guess this is a win for me. Like, I'm like, I went to the grocery store today and you guys, time for you guys to make dinner because I went to the store and brought it home and I am not also making dinner. But P.S. Like, wouldn't you rather be the one to have a reason to leave the house? I would. So I'm going to call that a win. That's a huge win. Kids making dinner. (laughs) I feel like I'm losing all my wins. The first week we kind of went nuts. And, you know, my kid made a lasagna, my 11 year old. And I was like, everyone will make. I just lost my energy. I'm like, oh, let's just have hot dogs from the microwave. I am the opposite of everyone who has discovered cooking and baking during this time. I am so bored of food. Like if someone would drop off food in a pill form every day, that would be the invention that might save me. Oh, me too. I want gummy food. Like just like take six gummies a day and be done eating. I would so sign up for that. I'm not even just bored of cooking. I'm bored of eating, which if you knew me, that's a very shocking (laughs) phrase. Well, let me clarify my earlier statement. I'm not saying that when I came home and said, I went to the store and now you guys have to make dinner that that worked. Okay, good. Thank you. Because I was really about to call you out for a mom humble brag because I was like, yeah, I didn't say it worked like they were like singing with like birds alighting on their shoulders and like whipping up a frisee or something. No, no, no. I don't even know if that's a food, but I just said it out loud. But like macro, like the arc is bending towards them starting to get like just yesterday in the kitchen. One of my teenagers said to me, mom, is there anything you need me to be doing right now? <gasps> what? <laughs> like, so like the six weeks of me being like, you need to look around you. You like, what do you mean? You didn't know there was anything to do. Like, look, look at this kitchen. Look at the laundry. Like he didn't do it, but he said, <laughs> is there anything you need me to be doing? And like, actually, yes. Can you put the washer stuff in the dryer? Can you put the dryer stuff in a basket and bring it out and fold it? And he did it. Wow. You've broken them like wild horses, Amy. You've broken them. Yes. And many of our wins that listeners submitted were in this category of like, There's progress. Leah has a good one. One thing I will point out, Lindsay says my extremely picky eight-year-old ate a salad. (laughs) And I have a picky eater like I could write down on a board all the foods he will put in his mouth. I mean, extremely picky. And for some reason, he is bored enough that he requested. And I mean, listen, guys, you're going to judge me because it's still not healthy. But tonight he's like, can we have nachos for dinner? I mean, if you knew this kid, I mean, like the heavens opened and a choir of hallelujahs sang when he suggested nachos for dinner. Like... This is a kid who just doesn't want any foods. And I don't know why. I think he's getting bored enough that he's like, I heard the word nachos. I'll try that. And and we're having nachos for dinner, guys. I think that's a good thing because under nachos comes a great, like, if he will then start to eat things that are served on tortilla chips, you've got an entire category. Yeah, we've opened up a whole can of worms. 
that's really good. Julian said, my three-year-old, who for the past two years has eaten almost nothing, announced she now likes meatballs. So, Okay, Julian is my people, because I feel like a lot of people are like, my picky eater is now eating snails. And I'm like, you don't have a picky eater. But Julian is my person. Like, when you've opened up the exciting world of meatballs, that's when you know you have a picky eater. We're calling it a win, because Julian, this happened because Julian gave her a can of SpaghettiOs. And she was like, I like these round ball things. I will consider these in other formats. Oh, I really like that. That's my kind of win. Really good. Desiree, I wanted to land on this one because this is amazing. Desiree says, this is her win. My kids eat without complaining every day, every meal. And another listener responded, said, what is this sorcery? And here's Desiree's secret. I tell my kids, she says, that if they aren't hungry, they must be sleepy. So they need to go to bed and sleep until breakfast. And yes, I've actually done it. Whoa. Desiree coming in hot. I like it. She's not here to play. She's not here to play. That's impressive. I was about to really fault Desiree for, you know, her win being too big, but I will accept it now that I've read the codicil to her win. Yeah. And she has put some very strict regulations in place and they're working for her. Stacy. Stacy is the mom of four, everyone. So happy Mother's Day, Stacy. Thoughts and prayers. Yes. Thoughts and prayers on this Mother's Day. Nine, seven, three and a baby Stacy has. Oh, God. God bless you. So these are she has two mom wins. Her big kids are making breakfast for themselves and the three-year-old while they're all home. And she's staying in bed with the baby. One. That's one win. That's a good win. That sounds like it should be like just Mother's Day, but it's apparently happening every day at Stacy's house. And she's like, the pandemic is making this possible. Like this would never, she'd have to get the three of them to school, but instead they're hanging out making breakfast for one another. <laughs> My kids are also making breakfast and they're eating a lot of like peanut butter sandwiches and cereal. They're not flipping pancakes. No. You know, it's not pretty, but they are basically because one thing that has happened is that my husband and I are staying up too late watching Netflix and then we're sleeping in in the morning. And so they're foraging like animals. But again, it is getting we keep saying like your only job is to arrive at the destination. Like they're arriving at the destination. Sure. It's not pretty, but it's being done. My husband likes to make like he'll do the eggs and stuff. We've discussed this at length, but my kids are sometimes. (laughs) Oh, oh, if you really want to get Amy started, ask her about just say, Does your husband like eggs? That'll be three hours past in the pandemic for you. Do you want to hear my mom win? I haven't cleaned an omelet pan in some time now. This is shocking. I'm glad for you. And I'm even more glad for your husband because he was about to be killed. Yes. Quarantine life is making this possible because if you make the eggs, leave the pan in the sink and then leave for, you know, Denver for three days. Right. It's hard to beat him. You don't see the end of that. Right. But when you come downstairs an hour and a half later and it's still there and then you come downstairs another 45 minutes later and it's still there then you clean it and so the eggs like breakfast like I said I would eat gummies only for the rest of my life so breakfast you are on your own in my house and if dad wants to make eggs that's great but usually my kids will come down on the like tear open like breakfast bars while they're deciding what else they're going to have for breakfast <laughs> like it's part like one it. yeah I like it. We call that, yeah, that's pre-breakfast. Yes. Well, I want to go back to Stacy's other wing because I thought this was a very good one. She says, when I want to make dinner in peace, I kick the kids outside and I tell them that if they come in before dinner is ready, then I will have some chores for them to do. They don't come in before dinner is ready. Mm, that's solid. I feel like for those of us on the East Coast, the weather has been so vexing this week that like I'm listening to these winds and I think we're barely surviving here. We have had 40 degrees and raining for two weeks. And my only win, I mean, the kids have been inside. Yes, I know if Swedish people want to tell me that it's okay for the kids to play outside, what it's cra- it's not working at my house. Nothing's working. No wins at all. But my win is just getting through the day. Better days are coming because this is Sandra's mom win. She said it hit 65 degrees today and I let my kids run in the sprinkler. (laughs) Yeah, my sister-in-law lives in the city and she has escaped to her in-law's place upstate on a freezing cold lake. I mean, the water temperature was like 40 two degrees or something. It's comically cold. And her kids both jumped in the first day was 65. They were like, we're going in. We don't care. It's a lake. We're swimming. And she was like, go ahead. And of course, they froze. But, you know, they had fun. Did she have to go in with them? No. Oh, no, no, that's no, a mom no. win. She's not insane. I'm calling that a win. Yeah, total win. Charlene says that she is still having to remind her five-year-old to wash his hands after going potty, but he's doing it without a fight about 75% of the time up from 5%. 
That is a huge win. I know. I like your percentages. Your arc is moving in the right direction. <laughs> Put it in the win column. <laughs> My kids have somehow... We were doing a lot of hand washing in the beginning, especially, I mean, I guess because we live in New York, we shut down pretty early. And so, but they were very into washing their hands for a while and they were washing their own hands. But now they've gotten into a hilarious fight with me that like, if they've only been in the house, they don't have to wash their hands. Like, right. And so that's, we've just added another. These germs are old. Right. The germs are old. I'm like, bathroom germs are different than outside germs. Like you still have to wash your hands after using the bathroom. Every time. It's confusing. Are you cross-applying like the 22nd rule and singing happy birthday? Or is it just like any amount of washing is better than none? I have to say we're not. I mean, I want to be a better person, Amy. I want to be a better hand washer, but we're letting some things go. We are not washing our hands for the full 20 minutes, 20 seconds. (laughs) Which feels like 20 minutes. We're not washing our hands for any minutes or seconds. We're still just doing the perfunctory Wash, you know, run. If your hands come in any contact with water, they are considered washed in my family. You know how they're using secondary data to figure out like how far stuff is spreading, like they're using how many people in this zip code searched Google for, you know, loss of smell to like figure things out. Yes. So the secondary data in my house is that we are going through more things of hand soap than I've used in the past. I'm having to replace the hand soap. More than every six months. Yeah. I mean, when we've been out and about, which isn't very much, we're very diligent hand washers. But the other hand washing, let's just say this, Amy, the data is we haven't seen an overall improvement in hand washing technique. Oh, well, technique. It's one wave under the faucet and keep running with dripping hands flying in every direction. Margaret, I'm going to call that a win. I am as well, Amy. I'm calling anything a win these days. Have I mentioned that? (laughs) We'll be right back. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say? Say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me, and use the code FRESH at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. And we're back. We're back with simple, simple wins. I feel, Amy, and I don't like to editorialize, and I say that with absolutely no judgment, I feel like some of the wins in our first section were intimidatingly large. They're too big? Too big. Okay. Well, I thought we'd pivot for part two to the fooling our kids wins. I like these wins. Yeah. Sounds like some of our kids are coming around. And that is wonderful. My kids are clearing the table at the end of dinner without me having to tell them to do so because they now get that's what happens now. And then they try to slink away, of course. But it's a start. But if that's not happening in your house, we have some good ways to fool your kids into doing the stuff you need them to be doing. I'll take it. Mara says that she convinced her three-year-old that washing the outdoor furniture was fun. 
Give a three-year-old a bucket of soapy water and a rag, and he's pretty entertained for a while. I like it. Desiree said, use a scrub brush. It makes more bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean... Are you getting furniture that's professionally cleaned? No. You're getting probably one section of furniture that's extremely clean. Right. And did you really even need the outdoor furniture cleaned? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. That's the key thing. But they're happy. That's right. It's like anything that keeps anyone entertained for any amount of time, I would say, is a complete and total win. We've been seeing some pictures in the Facebook group of never interrupt a happy quarantined person. And there's been some good ones. And that is a lesson that I have to learn over and over again. And my husband... Even more so, I think. He's a person who's like, hey, guys, let's do this thing. And just, you know, he's kind of a nutty professor. So he'll have an idea. And I'm like, wait, the three of them were outside playing. And now we're going to call them in to do a fun activity. (laughs) That's a mistake. Never do that. Keep working on that. Even more so in quarantine. Hannah. I thought this was a good one. She says we have a sticker chart for reading in our house. She says if their kids reach their weekly sticker goal, then they get to sleep in sleeping bags in the basement. Like, okay, mom win, because that's like, okay, that's easy. And for whatever reason, it thrills them. But what's good about this is she says they don't realize this is the same amount of reading that they always have to do for school. But now I'm not struggling with them because they're getting stickers and sleeping in the basement. Sometimes you have to do the same thing in a different way, says Hannah. I love this win because the prize is also a prize for mom. Yes. So that is just like, Mm -hmm. that's top of the mountain, guys. This is a mom we should be looking to for advice. Yeah. Because the prize is that the kids sleep farther away from you and you don't have to make their beds. (laughs) Like, it's such a great win. And do we even care about reading? Who knows? We might or we might not. And do we care about sleeping? Whatever, right? In these times, nobody's going anywhere. But it's just an entire formulation around something that's already happening that gets you a win. This is the kind of thing I love. Mel says she got her three-year-old to eat something green because he has a guinea pig. And so she sat him on the couch with his guinea pig and said, you need to feed him the salad. And then while he was feeding the guinea pig, he started eating the salad. Oh. Adorable. Have you guys seen the videos of Arnold Schwarzenegger feeding his pets at the dinner table? No. You should Google it. He's got like a donkey. I mean, they're pets. They're like animals. It's like a pony and a horse or something. I can't remember. But they come in and he feeds them salad off of his plate. And it's worth a Google. It's just cute. He's got the Austrian accent and he's like, come here, donkey. And he feeds it. That's not a great Austrian accent. It's not my forte, guys. <laughs> but he feeds them carrots at his table. And listen, if you want to kill 15 minutes, I'd say Google it. Is this new content? I mean, no, it's been around for a while, but now I think it's kind of caught on and it's like a thing he does. He feeds the donkeys at his kitchen table. It's cute. I love how celebrities are keeping us busy during this time. Like, here's me I mean, feeding my donkeys. I will say the bar for what I find entertaining is pretty darn low these days, guys. Oh, my gosh. You may look at this and be like, what is entertaining about watching Arnold Schwarzenegger feed a donkey? I'm not exactly sure, but I'm just saying it's 15 minutes of your day accounted for. Those of you with us sports fans may recall that a couple of weeks ago, ESPN got so desperate for content that they had NBA stars live on Zoom on ESPN playing Xbox, playing like NBA 2K against each other on Xbox. And my sons and I sat there watching it like, wow, this is terrible. Like, this is really, I mean, this is so boring. And we, of course, watched it. Okay, there's nothing to watch. So I'll hate watch something. We'll take it. Right. Any port in a storm, guys. I will board watch just about anything right now. Yeah. Well, my kids were doing that before this, like watching other people play (laughs) video games. They were like, they thought this was fun before we were all shut in together. I have a mom win, though, if you have too many screens in your house right now. Yes. This is from Jennifer. Jennifer's two and a half year old was in a habit of watching Peppa Pig during every meal. She says, we had a Google device with a screen on our kitchen table, our bad, and she could summon it herself by saying... (laughs) play Peppa Pig. So Jennifer's husband had the genius idea of hiding the Google and telling the two and a half year old that the Google was broken and she's now eating without watching Peppa Pig. Mealtimes are so much better. She's not as cranky and she eats faster. I will say that I've noticed mine are 11, 9 and 
seven. And I will say that the meal times. I have one kid who's always been, let me eat in five minutes. So I go back to what I was interested in. He's not really much into the, you know, let's chat of roses and thorns in the day. And what was everyone's favorite part? He's always kind of like, I know you people, I want to move on. And our meal times have gotten lengthier just because, again, we have nothing better to do. <laughs> and we are really sitting together at the table and kind of getting beyond the let's describe what happened in Fortnite and into some deeper conversations. And I found it entertaining. And my one guy who's, you know, not a conversationalist as much, he has been getting bored and I've been forcing him to sit at the table for 20 full minutes and talk to us. And it's been going pretty well. I have enjoyed that the meal times are getting a little chiller. I have found that you can get somewhere by really, I mean, it's hard when it's Fortnite and stuff that you just don't understand what it is. It's a world that you just can't really grasp. But I have a kid who loves to ask, do frogs poop? Like, mm. do owls sleep? And that kind of stuff. And I have always enjoyed with this kid sort of saying, well, I don't know, we should look that up later. And then during this time, I've instead tried to make it a habit of saying, I don't know. And not loading the dishwasher, stopping for a second and saying like, let's look that up. And we have learned some fascinating things about the history of anesthesia and like, I mean, anything. This kid has an interesting question about anything and like who invented pillows, whatever. And you can stop and spend some time with that kid. And we have had some interesting dinnertime conversations about, you know, some really weird stuff that comes up in the moment. And there's a ton of joking, appropriately so, right now about how much time one has to devote to talking about Minecraft or talking about, you know. But I do find that, especially with my 11-year-old, who's really chafing against only talking to us. I mean, he's bored of us. He wants to be with his real friends. And he is just, you know, agitated by the entire experience, rightfully so. I do find that I'm trying to lean in a little bit to like, okay, go ahead and describe to me in full detail the Travis Scott Fortnite event, which could I care less about? I could not. It's miserable. But connecting with him for half an hour is worth it to me as he delightfully describes in detail what happened in this Fortnite event. Do I still at the table say, okay, it is now time. We talked about what you're interested in, and it is now time to talk about <laughs> what I'm interested in. I still do. But I try to lean in a little bit more to, I will talk a little bit more about whatever you want to talk about, even if I'm not interested in it, rather than dismissing it right away. It's worth it right now. It is. Right? To stop, no matter how old your kid is, to stop and enter their world and, you know, let the lasagna pan sit there another five minutes and let them tell you about the stupid thing. Cause... Or another five days, Amy. I'm just editorializing here, but another five days is also fine. <laughs> another five, who knows how long. We'll call it a win. <laughs> we'll call it a win. Kalita says that laundry folding time is now the clothes sorting game that her two daughters are five and seven and they attack a pile of clean clothes and decide who gets what and then bring it to the rooms. And whichever person has the biggest pile, I guess, is the winner of the clothes sorting game. But really, it's mom. The winner is mom. No one else knows that. Those are always good games. We want mom to be the winner in all games. Yeah, I have found that my kids are slightly more, not all of my kids, but at least one of my children is quite interested in keeping his room clean because he's working in there all day. It's his homeschool area. Mm -hmm. And it has resulted in, you know, everything's a double-edged sword, guys. As my sister-in-law likes to say, the good news and the bad news is the same news. So it has resulted in a lot more fighting with his brother who he shares the room with, who is messier. But on the flip side, we are actually able to do the thing which we constantly talk about, which is before we do anything fun, we are going to clean up this room. And before we start school in the morning, we're going to clean up. And the two messy kids are fighting it. But my clean kid is now suddenly like quite invested in having his room clean. And pros and minuses because he's fighting more with the brother, but it's cleaner, which is nice. 
they're getting that this stuff is, I mean, it's amazing, right? When we, there's five people in my family. When five people clean up dinner, it takes 10 minutes. When I clean up dinner, it takes an hour. I mean, if five people working for 10 minutes and it's starting to settle out. Now I have older kids, but it's starting to settle out that this person really doesn't like touching the dirty dishes, kind of yick, and this person doesn't mind it. And so we're starting to settle out into this tends to be somebody's job. And for the older kids, this was actually a suggestion one of our listeners made a couple of weeks back that I've put in the play that instead of I don't get good results when I stop the kids and be like, you need to do this right now, like that kind of thing. Like this is a mess and interrupting them while they're talking to their friends or doing their homework, whatever. But if instead I present them something that's, you know, written down, like here are the three things I need you to do today at some point, they'll do them. But it's on their time. And you know what? They like, yeah, they do deserve that much respect from me. Like if one of my kids stormed in here right now while I was recording and told me it was time to make them a grilled cheese, I'd be pretty mad. So with older kids, they won't do the clothes sorting game anymore, but they will if you sort of say, here's what you need to do totally on your terms, cool guy. They will come around. And it's the same thing that we're dealing with now with screens, which is like, okay, when you're done with whatever you're doing right now in this game, that's the end of it. And they'll stop, you know, I think that's a good lesson that I'm kind of learning in this time that like, okay, wrap up and figure out what wrapping up looks like rather than like, I am the ogre who slaps the thing out of your hand and you get knocked back down to villager. Like we can have a little back and forth on this stuff. And man, the one thing this time is forcing us to do is finding a separate piece a little bit, all of us like, hey, kid who doesn't, you know, who likes isolation, go spend some more time in your room. That works fine, you know? It is their job. I mean, the kids who are tweens, even, they're supposed to be individuating from us. They're supposed to think what we say is dumb. They're supposed to be really leaning into their friendships. Like we, they are being prevented from doing the work of being 12. And so it's hard, but we do have to let them go sulk in their room while we clean the kitchen sometimes. Like that is their developmental work they're doing, I guess, or something. Yeah. And I think everything right now, you just got to be a little fluid, like lean in good days, you know, dinner's going well, stay at the table for a while. Everyone's in a horrible mood, slap a piece of pizza down and let them go their own way. You know, none of the hard and fast rules of like every night is dinner for 45 minutes and then we go in this order. It's probably not going to work that well right now. So I would just take the wins where you can find them, Amy. I think that's what we're trying to say. I want to finish this segment with Carrie's mom win because this is what we're all hoping for. Her daughter is seven and her daughter said to her, when you get time, I'm ready for you to help me. And then her 10-year-old son said, let me take that bag since your hands are full. And these things both happened in the same day. I think I'm a real human to them now. That's an interesting point. And I think this is something we talk about, right? It's like letting your kids see your struggles. And I had a set two with my middle guy the other day. And I don't know who was really right or wrong. We were kind of fighting about something. And then he came to me later and he said, I'm sorry if I insulted you, mom. And I said, well, I'm sorry if I was giving you a hard time. And we kind of, again, this separate piece that we came to, I feel like we are getting a chance to see a lot more of each other's lives and we're coming out in an age appropriate way. I feel like I'm coming out of being just a complete cartoon character to them, which is like, I'm home time for mom to do all the things I need her to do. That's right. Time for her to hand me my water bottle, right? And just kind of be there mutely handing me what I needed next, but forgot to anticipate. <laughs> and just facilitating my life. Yes. Now that I'm done with school. Yes. We're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere, guys. We'll be right back. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used hero bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer 
protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks. And now, things I have said this week in quarantine. From the What Fresh Elf podcast. No, no, when I said don't ride the cat, I mean never. No days is riding the cat allowed. Stop showing the kids in Zoom class the dog. You're supposed to be learning about the American Revolution. Okay, we need to get back to exercising and eating healthy next week. Do not break your leg. We cannot go to the hospital right now. Is it a weekday? Look at mommy's face. Does this look like a good time to ask me for a snack? Uh Uh-uh. If you guys want to murder each other, go outside. Today, for homeschool, we are going to learn how to use a mop. I can't tell if I'm full or hungry. Order of operations. You are never going to need this in real life. Just skip it. You know, I would love to Zoom with you guys, but let's see. I've got a family reunion Zoom, and then I've got my college roommate Zoom, and then the kids I went to camp with in 1989 are Zooming. How's like next week, Thursday or Friday for a Zoom? Why, yes, I do know I'm not good at dividing fractions. That's why I chose not to become an elementary school teacher. Oh, no, honey. I definitely want to hear more about what's going on with your Minecraft world. It's just that playing solitaire on my phone while you talk helps me concentrate more on what you're saying. Are you serious? Are you serious? I just cleaned this room. It's 10 a.m. Why are you asking me what's for dinner? I'm sorry. I'm going to try to yell less tomorrow. This has been Things I Have Said This Week During Quarantine. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. We have some big winners, Margaret. We did ask for minuscule mom wins, but these are some wins that I think are particularly exciting. <laughs> these are standouts, standalones. These are tip of the hats on this Mother's Day week. Two, okay, let's start with Brittany. Brittany has her three and a half year old and one and a half year olds on the same schedule. They wake up, they take a nap, and go to bed at the same time. Congratulations, Brittany. Oh, I remember those days and what a win that was. Like, this is something. And again, if you're hearing this and your kids are not doing this, does it make you a loser? No, it doesn't. No. You're winning in your own way. (laughs) But I do salute and remember so happily the win that was, my sister-in-law used to call it organizing the day, like the kids. And I had three under four. And I just, being able to have them all doing the same thing at the same time, it's such a lovely win. Congratulations, Brittany. Yeah, I remember this, too, as a moment that everything sort of like fell into place for me, like bath time is together, dinner time is together, bedtime is together. It is a big step towards things getting easier. So good mom win. Yeah, somebody said it was like, it's like Wizard of Oz, like your life goes from black and white back into Technicolor. You're like, (laughs) I'm okay. I've opened the door into all kids on the same schedule. Love it. Right. And then you get eight hours of sleep one night. And then you realize how tired you've been for the last three years. Yeah, exactly. But you're on the other side. Kara says, this is a great one. She had her kids rehide the empty plastic Easter eggs so that the parents could have an Easter egg hunt. 
This has kept them happy and outside for several days. Score. This is such a good idea. Total score. And this is something we talk about a lot, and it has been resurfacing for me. I keep saying, you know, a lot of the advice that either we give or we get, like good parenting advice, it really stands the test of time these days. And one of the things that we talk about that I've been returning to is go to silliness as a solution. And that has been really true for us. We've been happiest when we can be silly, you know, and the frustration level is best when we're like, my picky eater, for example, is super picky. And I'm often, what's for dinner? And I'm often like, you're going to love it. It's avocados. I pick the things that he hates the most (laughs) in the world. And I'm like, and one night we even like drew a menu and like curly script and it was like avocado juice and just to bother him in a funny teasing way that he happened to enjoy. Not everybody would. We've been playing a ton of the card game Spoons, which if you don't know it, just Google it. It's basically like you just have to get four of a kind and then everyone has to grab a spoon before the other person. And it's a concentration game. And so one of the ways we've been playing it is who can think of the most annoying song to sing to ruin other people's concentration. Like (laughs) It's almost like we're leaning into how much we're annoying people and we're just becoming super annoying to the point where we're laughing about it. I think silliness has a great role in this time. Yes, I miss laughing. Like I miss connecting with the friends who make me laugh. And, you know, I've had a Zoom call with each one of them once at this point, I guess, and like funny movies, funny songs, and talking in the dog's inner monologue voice for like an hour. If it's something that one of my kids thinks is funny, it is like, yes, lean into the silly. I totally agree. It's what will save us. And that Man, I mean, people keep putting up memes that are like, what your children won't remember. It's a hard time. They'll remember a wonderful time. And it's like, okay, shut up, please. But I do think that some of the memories that my kids will have is of the silliness. We have friends who are doing like, they're a little extra maybe, but they're doing a dinner where like everybody in the family, they have a contest, like who can dress the most backwards for dinner. And, you know, their kids are into it. And, you know, it might be a little Pinteresty for some people who are just like, oh my God, I'm barely getting dinner on the table. I'm not having a theme with the family. But if there's something that seems fun to you, we had a neighbor who came by the other day and attacked us, did a Nerf gun attack and like <laughs> just drove by on like not really a motorcycle, like a little moped with his kid and was just screaming like, come on out, cowards. And my kids grabbed Nerf guns and they were it's just a sneak attack. Like if anything seems fun, make it fun. You know, this reminds me there's an improv rule that this is with like long form improv that you're supposed to find the joke of the scene, which means don't work too hard to be like, I know what this scene is going to be about. It's about an eye doctor who's blind. Like you don't come in with the preconceived notion of what's going to be hilarious, but you let the joke sort of reveal itself and then you run with it. Like, I feel like sometimes we're going to be like, look at these colored handkerchiefs. Let's imagine that we're in a circus and it doesn't work. But sometimes that'll come up with the kid themselves, right? And if you're in too much of a hurry to like get inside, it's getting dark, we got to make dinner, then you kind of miss it. And so I think you have to be sort of open to the silly when it presents itself and then run it out as long as the kid wants to continue doing it, as long as they're laughing. You know, like those videos you always see on Facebook of a baby laughing at like, yes, who knows what, like the way the dog's leash jingle just sends the kid into fits of laughter. And those videos always go on for like three minutes, because of course, the last thing you're going to do is stop what you're doing, right? Like, let's see how long we can get this baby to laugh. I think it's the same principle, like who knows what they're going to spark their interest. But once their interest is sparked, go with it. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend who just had a baby who was a comic with me back in the day, and I just wrote him, and I was like, I have a whose feet are these bit that kills with this crowd, you know? (laughs) And it's like, exactly, like, but that's what you're, you're trying to find the whose feet are the, whose feet are these? Like, yes, you could do that with a baby, but there's something you could do with your 11-year-old still that's in that category. Absolutely. That's a silly dog voice. Yes. In my house, like what marshmallow our dog is thinking is like, we talk about that like half the time, but it's keeping my kids happy. So I'll keep doing it. I have a really good win from Sarah. Please. Sarah's daughter, preschooler, she didn't want to eat her dinner, was clearly hungry, you know, a little cranky, not eating her dinner. So Sarah was vacuuming. And so she got her daughter to give their vacuum cleaner 
whom she called Hoover friend, a pep talk about how he had to eat his dinner. The vacuum cleaner didn't want to eat his dinner, which was the dirt. So she did have to stop vacuuming so that Hoover friend could watch her daughter eat all her dinner to show Hoover friend how to do it. And then the daughter gave Hoover friend a big hug and then Hoover friend ate his dinner and then everybody ate their dinner. Nice job, Sarah. Yeah. Nice job. Call it a win. Call it a win. It is a win. It's a huge win. <laughs> Yeah. And sometimes this isn't working, guys. I mean, I again, there's for every time that I've had the like hilarious, like pulling out my kids, like old stuffed animal from when they were three and talking to them about, you know, what a jerk they were being using the stuffed animal voice and turning it into a hilarious moment. There's been like a lot of times where my 11 year old has screamed, oh, my God, you're dumb and slammed a door in my face. Like, it's not always a win, guys. Sometimes they're not all gems, but sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. That's all we can hope for. Anna Lynn has a mom win that, I mean, this is going to give you hope. She convinced her five-year-old at six o'clock in the morning where she lives, there's a train whistle that wakes this five-year-old up most mornings. That sounds like a nightmare, right? Well, Anna Lynn (laughs) has convinced her five-year-old that that train whistle he hears is the growing whistle, which signals the part of the night where children have to sleep because they'll grow the most after the growing whistle. And so he is now sleeping until 730. (laughs) Anna Lynn, solid. Solid. That might be my favorite. My dad famously, I think I may have even said this on the podcast before, their house, they could see the Tappan Zee Bridge from their house growing up. And his dad would walk over to a light switch that didn't work at night and turn on the bridge because he knew what time they turned the bridge lights on. And my dad was like 13 until he didn't realize that his dad did not actually own the Tappan Zee Bridge. (laughs) He was like, that's my dad's bridge. He turns on the lights every night. It's cute. Oh, kids. So gullible. We used to have the lunchtime nap time whistle in my house. There was like a noontime, like the fire department would, they would blow the whistle at noon every day. I don't know why. And my kids definitely thought that was nap time and lunchtime for everyone in the world. And of course them as well. Whatever works, guys. Whatever works. Katie, this is a really good one too. I mean, I've saved some of the best for last year. You went and saved the best for last. Oh, we're having a lot of songs, guys, and they're all... Back in my day. We're old. We don't know the hits of today. We are old. But I know every song that was a hit in 1987, I could sing every word for you. I won't. That's your mom win. It's all that matters. I mean, I will, obviously, based on today's (laughs) podcast. Sorry, guys. All right. So Katie. Katie, the regular diapers were out of stock at the store. So they got these new nighttime diapers out of desperation, which turned out to be so good as diapers that her baby doesn't need to be changed twice at night anymore. He only needs to be changed once now. You would think that was the win. Dianu, he could stop there, right? But there's more. Here's the win. The win is that her husband, back when there were two diaper changes at night, he's like, I'll take the 2 a.m. I don't really mind that one. And so for the last several weeks, her husband has been doing the 2 a.m. diaper change, not realizing... That there isn't another overnight diaper change. Total win. Double win, Katie. Good job. Right? She says, I consider this payback for him going keto during this pandemic. Oh, I mean, no offense, but we've already insulted your husband on the What Kind of Monster episode. Without even knowing. I don't want him to catch shrapnel on the Mom Wins episode, but wow, going keto during this time is insane. I'm going to call that a win. Maybe the biggest win of the week. And yeah, but it's just like, this is what we're saying, guys. It all balances out. Katie has this win, but her husband's going keto during this time. So like for all of us, you take the good with the bad. You take the happy with the sad. Because the reality is, I don't want anyone to hear these mom wins and be like, wow, it seems like everyone else is like teaching their vacuum in a cute way to get their kids to eat. (laughs) We're all miserable, guys. Okay. Are we clear on this? These are just the tiny things that might have given these people a moment's happiness. I think these are born of desperation. Hoover friend was born of desperation for sure. And then it worked. Yeah. Because your mom win is like, are you doing it? You are. And you're winning. You're not. Doesn't mean that you're like making Pinterest worthy forts or teaching your child a second language with all your free time, guys. Right. That's not what we're doing. No, we're just barely getting through the day. My kid has a two slices of pizza every single day for lunch. That's what he's winning at. Okay. (laughs) I'm not making fancy lunches over here. It's true. We're just getting through the days, and that's how we're winning. 
these things that are like secretly wins for us. I mean, that three-year-old who cleaned that porch furniture, I mean, he slept the sleep of the righteous that night, right? He was like, today was awesome. <laughs> I scrubbed furniture. God bless him. But for, for reals, guys, it's Mother's Day weekend. You may not be getting adorable handprint cards that are like, with every year I grow in love. So we want to give you a big What Fresh Hell salute. You're doing it, guys. We are in this together, and I hope that everybody listening gets a lot of time to lie on the couch and do nothing this Mother's Day because you deserve it. And I don't care if it's cold outside. You earned it. You may not. You may have to just make more meals, but we are. We're in it together at a distance. I mean, we're not in it together enough to actually help you with anything, but we are in it to give you support, to give you the Hunger Games Jennifer Lawrence salute where we touch our lips and then hold it up towards you and say, (laughs) good job, guys. Good job. I also want to say you guys are giving me life right now. The Facebook group, everything, Instagram. I love connecting with our listeners and feeling less alone during this time also. So thank you. I am laughing every day at the what kind of monsters that you guys are putting up (laughs) on the Facebook group. It is they are LOL worthy. Some of you are truly living with psychopaths during this time. And I fear for you and I feel sorry for you, but you are making me laugh hilariously by posting what your roommates are up to during this time. And if there's any chance that you don't know what this cool Facebook page and group is we're talking about, you go to facebook.com forward slash what fresh hellcast. You join in the fun there. And we're also on Instagram at what fresh hellcast. We're on Twitter at WFH podcast, and you can always find out more about us at whatfreshhellpodcast.com. You have the time, guys. Use it wisely. Come visit us everywhere on social media. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, guys. I hope you have a good one, and we will talk to you next week. So long. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.